Hello, and welcome to the Bikes and Podcast, a podcast about bikes, but more about the people that ride them, the communities that they build, and the stories they create than conversations about the latest shock technology, wheel sizes, and how to improve your Strava time. Every two weeks, I interview people with a story to tell, an event to promote, or a cause they are passionate about. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have an idea for a story I should cover, please contact us. You can go to the bikesand.net website and click on contact in the navbar. My Twitter handle is at mybikesand, and my Instagram feed can be found at bikes.and. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Bikes and Podcast and that you have a great ride. Hello and welcome to episode 12, Bikes and Trail Conflict. Please note that this podcast contains some adult language. Last weekend, news began to spread here along Denver's Front Range biking community about a mountain biker who had been assaulted on a popular trail near Golden, the North Table Mountain Trail. Most of us who live here realize that if you add the amazing access we all have to incredible trail systems to Denver's growing population, we're regularly listed as one of the top places to live in the country, there is inevitable conflict between bikers, riders, runners, horse riders, hikers, and dog walkers. Pressure on these trails can be significant, but conflicts are typically resolved in one way or another. But this incident went way beyond a few curt words and maybe an exchange middle finger. Nobody owns the trails. We live in an amazing part of the world and access to these trails is a privilege and not a right. Courtesy amongst trail users is mostly assumed. In this situation, however, the rider was physically assaulted, pulled to the ground, kicked, punched, and his bike damaged. Today I'm joined by that rider as I felt it warranted a timely conversation. I'm sure there will be many people who are interested in hearing things from his perspective. Andrew, welcome to the Bike Sand podcast. Uh, Good evening. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Um, Firstly, I think it's been about five days since the incident. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling all right. Uh, the, the, all the physical stuff is, is healing cuts and scrapes and, and whatnot. And the, uh, the, the bruises to, to my neck and back are, are healing. Um, I was, uh, I have a beard and, and enough hair that sort of any, uh, any, any damage you could have seen on my, uh, my jaw or on the side of my head was covered up. And, uh, I mean, uh, more than anything, it's the, there's been a lot of uh, mental replays of everything that happened and always thinking, what could I have done differently? And what if I had done this? What if I had done that? Um, it's a, it, it can be an unwelcome distraction during the day at times, though. I, I'll bet. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of, I believe it was last Saturday, um, you, you get your bike, um, you're, you're beginning, uh, looking forward to a great ride and you hit the trail. Can you just give us the the high points of what happened between there and what unfortunately happened to you later on on the trail? Sure. So I was out the at North Table Mountain and I was I, I was on a, a section of single track that is on the east side of the mountain. Uh, a lot of people in the area would know like the closest local trailhead is that the Easley Road trailhead and uh, the trail at the time it it climbs. And there, there's a set of switchbacks. So I'm at, I'm below the lowest switchback and I'm climbing up the trail and I see a runner ahead of me. 
they're they're running. Uh, they have headphones that cover both ears and, and wrap around the back. And so when I see them and as I'm approaching, I'm, I'm ringing the bell that I have on my bike to alert them that I'm coming up behind them. Uh, as I got closer and start to slow down, before I have an opportunity to ask to pass, there was another mountain biker who was descending the trail. They um, had pulled over to the side of the trail and said to the runner, you know, something along the lines, excuse me, there's there's a, a biker behind you looking to pass. And there, he, the, the runner moved over to the right side of the trail. And, and as I passed him, I, I just shook my head. We didn't make eye contact or anything. I, I just shook my head because, you know, for me, whether it's two earbuds or, or having headphones that cover both your ears, uh, it's just a, that, that's a bit of a, you're, you're rolling the, the safety dice, so to speak, uh, especially on a crowded trail on a nice day. There's just a higher possibility. You may not hear people. And I know too, from my experiences, if you're trying, you see someone with the headphones on and you're, you're trying to shout from a far distance to alert them because you don't know what kind of volume they have. You, you come off as an asshole because you're yelling at them. Right. And if you wait till you're too close and they have, let's say they have the volume turned up and you're, you're shouting at the top of your lungs. Well, then you sneak up on them right. and, and that doesn't, you know, that could potentially end with, with issues. And so I just, I shook my head and uh, after I got past and, and he saw that, he said, uh, shake your head at me one more time and I'll beat your ass, motherfucker. Huh. Um, I hope you can bleep things out at, or at, you're okay with explicit content. Uh, and I, I am, and so fine. just kept on riding, just climbing away. Uh, I, I keep riding and I'm on a different part of the uh, North Table Loop, which is on the north facing side. Uh, and locals will know it's it basically it runs along State Highway 58. And there is after you descend for a while on the trail, you climb for a bit. So I was climbing and I saw a runner coming from the opposite direction. And so I, I slow down. I pull over to the side of the trail and unclip out of my bike to let them pass. And as I was pulling over, I recognized the shirt that the runner was wearing. I was like, OK, this is this was the guy I saw before. And and he comes past me and probably got to just beyond my right hip my right shoulder. Hmm. And the, the next thing I know, he basically says, Oh, I remember you and just came right at me and grabbed me by the throat. Um, and then, you know, started, started to get shoved. The, the bike gets separated, um, is no longer kind of in between us. And then on the other side of the trail, there's a large boulder and he kind of pushes me, shoves me down onto that large boulder. Um, and you know, I'm on my left side. I, I just sort of, try and protect myself. And, uh, first he takes two punches at my head. One of them, the first one I think was on the, the side of my head, kind of above my ear or just behind my ear, but above, you know, and then the second one was more on my jaw on my right side. And then he stops punching and stomps on that sort of upper back shoulder part of me. Mm. And after that, he, he got up, got away and went over to my bike and, and he got my bike and he, he said, shake your head again at me, almost as if trying to, you know, trying to get me to, to come after him to continue the fight. And, and I just said, you know, stop, don't. And then he took my bike and he threw it off the side of the trail down, you know, down the steep side. Anyone who knows that trail knows it's pretty steep over there. Mm -hmm. And then he, he took off and, and I, I got up and I tried to walk after him to be able to take a picture. Cause at that point I knew I was calling the police 
and he was keeping tabs on me. And I, I figured getting closer to try and get a picture is just probably not going to end well for me. So, so I let him go. Uh, and then I, uh, I basically, I called the police at that point, um, to basically say that I've been assaulted at the trail and they connect me with Jefferson County Sheriff's department. And I, you know, tell them where I am. And they basically say, you know, do you need medical assistance right now? Can you get somewhere on your own? So on and so forth. And we kind of just say, this is, I know this is the closest trailhead. I can, I seem to be all right to walk out. I'll, I'll meet you there in, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And then gave the statement to the, the sheriff's department. Um, and then there was some, as we're finishing up with the statement, there was some chatter on the, the deputy's radio where it sounded like they had, uh, between the, the sheriff's department and the county open space rangers, they, they saw someone that maybe fit the description. So uh, they, the, the deputy headed over to the other side of North Table Mountain to, to the main trailhead on the west side to, to try and see if they could um, find the, the person who fit the description. But uh, they, he ducked into a neighborhood and they lost track of them. So hmm. that was where it stood. I mean, at, at that point it was, you know, kind of just go home and take a shower and recover. Mm -hmm. um, look, that was a, that's a terrible story. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I, I don't wish that on, on anybody. And um, it sounds to me as if we are still looking for this person. Is that correct? Yeah, they're, they're still out there. Um, you know, I, I was able to, when I gave the description to the, um, to the sheriff's department, I said, you know, the shirt said either, I, I couldn't remember if it said COB or COR. Uh, we've since learned that that stood for COR, which is, uh, stands for Colorado obstacle racers. And, and for the record, um, they immediately, when they heard, about this, they reached out to me and said, this is not how we want our members to act I'll say, to help you right. find them. I would hope um, that so, I would hope so, that they would say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've done exactly what you would hope and expect good people to do. Right. Um, so, so that was, um, th that's been, uh, great, but the, I've been able to, you know, in, in the posting that I put up on Drunk Cyclist, I, I said, if you have any information or thought you saw anything, um, feel free to send me an email. And, and there was another mountain biker out there that day who sent me an email who basically said, you know, I, I was riding on Saturday sort of in the same time frame uh, that you uh, – that he said he, he told me the time frame the, the time frame fits for when the uh, the assault took place but he said he passed a, a, a runner who was wearing uh, the headphones uh, he had the uh, he, he had the I um, sent him a picture of the shirt that the the COR group had sent to me right um, and he said he's like yeah he was wearing that shirt uh, he said that he was trying to, to pass him. And he couldn't, the runner couldn't hear when they were saying, good morning, excuse me, hello, anything like that to try and get their attention. And he actually said too, that he shook his head when he passed him and the runner screamed, you fucking mountain bikers think you own this trail. <laughs> I guess, uh, the, the mountain biker stopped and, and talked to him and said, you know, I tried to get by, I, I tried to speak to you. A, a few, I tried to say, excuse me at least five times. And there was, you know, no response from you that you heard me. Uh, he said that the runner just walked by him really aggressively. Um, 
so he that that mountain biker who reached out to me is actually really helpful in that he uh helped refine the um the description of the suspect where mm-hmm. I, I had said he was probably in his in his 30s or 40s at about six foot um he said that he was he seemed over 40 and was more six six foot to six two um so uh you know that that helped to refine the description of the uh the person that uh we were on the lookout for yeah yeah um look i mean the the fact is of course you know we all come across people on the trails wearing um earphones uh headphones earbuds whatever you want to call them um and that is a reality uh it it's not going to change anytime soon um you know i think that the the biggest challenge here is just the way obviously his reaction uh, is completely and utterly unacceptable, um, and, and I think that's that's the worst part about it to me, which is which is his reaction, which you nobody could condone that um, in in any way as being appropriate behavior. Well, you'd you'd be surprised. The internet commenters have seemed to found a way to condone it. <laughs> that's the that's the internet for you, I suppose. But yeah, I, the the internet can be a, a very cruel, cruel mistress, and and I have to say, you know, it's the classic. 90 10 ratio, yes. nine, 90% of yes. what I've, uh, the, the emails I've gotten, the texts, the, the comments through Facebook and the comments on the, the drunk cyclist page have been absolutely positive and all that. And then there's a few where it was that, you know, you know, shit, you had it coming, you shook your head and it just, <laughs> um, the, the other ones that it, it's interesting where it's like, this is only one side of the story. Um, and I just think it's like, I, I'm, I would be more than happy to hear the other side of the story, and I'm sure Jefferson County Sheriff's Department would as well. Yes. Uh, so, so if the person out there wants to tell their side of the story, um, I, I encourage you to go to the Sheriff's Department. Uh, they, they'd be more than happy to hear it too. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you are listening to this podcast um, and you are the person that Andrew met on the trail and you want to tell your story via this podcast, uh, contact us uh, at um, bikesand.net and um, feel free. We will make some time for you to give your side of the story. Um, in retrospect, Andrew, um, you know, looking back on, on what happened on Saturday, would you have done anything differently? Um, you know, it's weird because, um, maybe if I've thought about it, well, if after I I shook my head and he didn't, um, and he took exception to that, what if I had stopped to try to talk to him about it? Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that is, you know, in some ways there's some validity to that. You know, it's, if I, if I bothered you by shaking my head or, or you thought I snuck up on you or something like that yeah, we could have the discussion, but then, um, you know, do I really want to stop and have a discussion with someone who just threatened to beat me up? Um, uh, so it's, there's, there's that element of it. Um, you know, I certainly played the, played it back many times in my mind where, um, you know, trying to get a couple swings in at him or something like that. But I mean, I, it's not like I'm a, I'm a bar fight connoisseur or a brawling connoisseur, you know, any, anything like that. So it was one of those, I probably would have, if I had tried to get a punch in on him or a kick on him, I probably would have failed miserably. <laughs> and that would have probably provoked and angered yeah. them more. And I, I could have gotten a lot more hurt. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I've thought, what if I had charged after them when they picked up my bike and maybe just gotten in the way so they didn't throw it or could could somehow stop them or something like that? And it's just, it's, I mean, I, I'm gonna replay what I could have done all these times over, but I, I do still come back to a lot of times that this this guy just seemed like he was in a really bad mood to begin with. Right. Um, and maybe not necessarily he was out there looking to pick a fight, but it wasn't going to take a lot to, to get him to pick a fight. Um, and you know, you, you kind of, I mean, at that point it's like the, you know, maybe if after he, he yelled at me, I should have just turned around and said, I'm sorry and ridden home. Right. Um, but if that's the case, when you know, as you said, with these crowded trails, no one's ever going to complete a ride, right. uh, you know, or a run or a hike with their kids or anything like that. So uh, it seems like you just you, you know, in a way, you can't win. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the bell. I mean, I I ride with a bell, and I'm sure a lot of people do. I use to warn people if I'm coming up from behind just to let them know. But I've sometimes wondered if people might misconstrue this as sort of aggressive riding, like a bad driver, you know, wanting to pass, flashing his lights at you from behind. I just want to know whether you had any thoughts of that, whether the bell could have um, could have done it, although maybe you just couldn't hear at all. But whether you th- think that's in any way an, an aggressive um, uh, riding strategy that a lot of us use? I mean, a I don't know, a bike on a bell being aggressive is, I mean, I, I remember one of the, we always joked when I, uh, I, I lived in Arizona and I was, uh, racing single speed down there and we would, you know, you, the way mountain bike racing is, is you always have mixing between the, yeah. the different classes that sure. are racing. Yeah. And you, we, uh, the, the joke was, well, the single speeds are so quiet. We need a bell to let the geared <laughs> guys know that we're going to pass them. <laughs> Um, you're just, so like, you're oh, just showing off at that it's point. This, you know, like it's this silly little throwback to when we were eight or nine or something like that. Right. Um, and, and I mean, it's not like my bell is excessively loud. I, I know at, at one point I did buy, I think it was the, uh, the orp horn. And that was like, that was a bell designed for city riding right. where you could put out like a hundred decibel blast yep. to really let those cars know. But I mean, I, <clears throat> I had a $10 bell right. on, on my bike. And, you know, it was also, I don't know how aggressive it can be when you, I mean, I was in the process of slowing down and get it. Well, no, I wasn't in the process of slowing down. I was slowing down. Um, you know, I, I was, I, I have always, the, the way I, I ride and what I think is an effective way is when you're, getting to that point where you see someone and you know, you're either going to be passing them or, or something like that. I start ringing my bell because at that point that gets their attention and hopefully they look at you and then you can make eye contact with them. And even if you don't have to speak necessarily to say on your left or on your right, at that point you've made eye contact. So you, you guys are at least in some way on the same page and, and you should be able to know someone's coming, slowing down, speeding up, whatever. Well, I was, I was coming up on this guy from behind, so we, we're not going to make eye contact, but I was slowing down and I rang the bell from a further distance to alert him of my presence and then was preparing to use my voice to request to pass. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that's aggressive, mm. um, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and then, I mean, and then the time when the actual 
attack happen, I, I had gotten off the trail completely. I, I had yielded the trail to him. So mm. that's that that too is not aggressive. Yeah. I still, if if it's aggressive or not, um, I think the reaction remains a mystery to me. Um, his, it's just uh, just un, unacceptable. Um, you mentioned, you know, the ninety percent versus the ten percent, which um, I've mentioned actually on a number of the podcasts that I have done, and and also to friends, just generally, I, ha- I certainly have that that theory as well. So ignoring the the 10%, which you're always going to get, um, tell us about the 90%. Tell us about the support that you've had from the local community. Uh, it's It's been pretty fantastic, mostly because it's uh, a lot of it came from strangers. And, mm-hmm. and to, to start it off, the first level of support came from uh, <clears throat> my wife and then uh, fellow drunk cyclist uh, contributors or alum dirty and D2 because I told him, I was like, I'm a bit apprehensive to put this out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's tough to, to put it out to the internet. I got my ass kicked and I did nothing to fight back. Mm. Um, you know, especially as a, as a guy, mm-hmm. that's really tough to put out there. Mm. And, uh, you know, in particular talking to dirty, he, he's like, first off, we've all had our ass beat. Don't worry about that. And <laughs> second off drunk cyclist and, and the community out there, we've, we've helped to, to, to deal with far worse with far less. Um, so put it out there. Don't be afraid. And, and that was the the kind of first assurance that I got that, that really helped me um, to, to, to make it public. And then, you know, I think the, the, the posting went live Tuesday morning and, you know, Tuesday midday, just people I've never met have no idea who they are sending me emails, you know, friends that I have sending me texts asking how I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, things like that, you know, getting emails from people saying, I, I got this old set of wheels. These are the specs on them. Do you want them? Mm-hmm. Um, bike shops saying, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get you the new rims at cost and mm-hmm. then build them up with your old hubs for nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are, they're, they're absolute strangers. The only thing tying us together is really is cycling in the Denver metro area. And that's been, that's been really fantastic. You know, a, a lot of people too, from the story saying, you know, like, like I said, with that one, one other mountain biker, like, I remember this guy, I, I this is a better description and I, I could also help to identify him if needed. Um, so, so that sort of feedback and, and the support has been pretty phenomenal. Um, the, the other uh, level of support that I got that I had no idea existed, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I got in contact with Victims Outreach Incorporated, and, and they're out here in Jefferson County. And what they do is they help to provide financial assistance, any kind of counseling or uh, other assistance to, like, recuperate, um, to recoup any sort of personal uh, losses that you have. So, like, if you had property that was damaged or, or lost or anything like that for mm-hmm. – for people who are victims of crime and, and like that is something I've never heard of. And they just, you know, get in touch and they just, what can we do? No, you, you probably should go see a doctor. We have these services available. Um, if you want, we can help you with this. We can help you with that. And, um, it's just been, it's, it's just kind of been above and beyond what I could have ever really thought or expect would come out of this. That's fantastic. I'm just so pleased to hear that validation of, the 90% of people who are generally good, good eggs. And I will put 
um, the link to the Victims Outreach Incorporated website on the podcast page as well. So if you're listening to this and you ever want to reach out to them yourselves, um, then that, that link will be there. Yeah, um, and, and what I would also say too uh, is that you know if you if you read the story and you were one of the people one of the the excessively generous people who had a comment or even had a thought of you know well I, I'd you know if they pass the hat around I got ten bucks to to help get him some new wheels or whatever um, you know take that ten dollars and and donate it to to victims outreach they um, they they do the work that. Uh, uh, is really needed. And, um, from, from what I could imagine, they're probably overworked and underfunded. Um, <laughs> and they could really, for all the support that they give out, they could probably use that level of support in return. So, um, if, uh, if you're feeling generous, that's what I would say. Um, I, you know, I, I got really lucky in the grand scheme of things. The, the financial cost to me on this is, is going to be minimal. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll heal of all, of all the, the physical stuff and everything. Um, there are people who will get hurt through no fault of their own through crime who won't be as lucky. And, um, you know, places like victims outreach, they, um, they're, they're there to help them. And, uh, that, you know, can't say enough about, how uh, how positive and how supportive they were when I spoke to them. Um, Andrew, you wouldn't know their website offhand, would you? Uh, I gotta look it up. I, I can come up with it. and and it's also uh, they're they're local to Jefferson County. Oh, okay, it's a um, Jeffco thing. But mm -hmm. there is, you know, the, obviously, just you, you can Google you know, victims outreach where, and then wherever you live their their websites, www.victimoutreach.org. There you go. Um, like I said, they serve Jefferson County. They have a 24 hour hotline. Um, they, 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 they do the good work. Um, if, uh, you ever need to have your faith in humanity restored, <laughs> um, you know, just just look to see what they do and and there definitely are good people out there yes agreed 100 percent. now of course the question on everyone's lips here have you managed to get back on your bicycle again um i have it probably it may not be, well i haven't been out on a mountain bike yet um but I, i've been out for a ride and i think that was more more than anything for the mental side of it exactly um kind of having to you know i'll have to get comfortable again um, you know, just, just riding. I, I said to my wife after on, on Saturday night, after everything happened that, you know, I, I never thought I'd be more safe on the road than I would be on the trail. Absolutely. Um, and right now that that's a little bit how it feels. Uh, but I mean, I'll get out there eventually. Um, but it probably just takes some time. Yeah. Um, well, look, um, thank you so much for sharing this story with us. Uh, a a a tale um, that I really hope that no one listening to this ever has to go through. If you are able to shed light on the person who assaulted Andrew, uh, please contact uh, the Jeffco Sheriff's Department. Is that correct, Andrew? Yeah, you can call the Jefferson County Sheriff's Department, uh, or you can call the Jefferson County uh, Parks department. Yep. So, uh, there's, let me see, I got that. So Jefferson County Sheriff's, 
office, their number is 303-271-0211. And then Jefferson County Open Space, their number is 303-271-5925. So, yeah, if you you have anything that could could help, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we as a biking community, or just as a front-range community for that matter, um, would really appreciate it uh, too. We don't want people... Uh, like this uh, uh, around us, our friends, our families, and just people using the trails, uh, totally and utterly unacceptable. Um, so, Andrew, thank you very much for your time this evening. Um, I hope you heal well and uh, look forward to to staying in touch. Great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs>